Hey, hi, and hello. Welcome to Creative Forever, the podcast dedicated to keeping you forever inspired, forever motivated, forever creative, and forever you. I am your host, JM, aka The Voice Inside Your Head, aka Your Biggest Fan. And together, we're going to get some creative shit done. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the show. Um, what a day, what a week, what a month, what a year. Every moment, something new happens. <laughs> it's a lot. And uh, sometimes when I'm working on the scripts for these episodes, I sort of get overwhelmed because there is so much to talk about at any one given time. Um, and I just don't know what to do. <laughs> so today I decided we're going to talk about Hamilton. Disney Plus, uh, the streaming service that costs about 20 bucks, 15 bucks, something like that, right? Um, has released Hamilton, a recording of the musical for the world to see. Now, this is a show that was, you know, $300, $400 a ticket, even bef right before COVID stopped uh, all of the Broadway shows. It's a very expensive show to see. It is a show that the privileged had access to. However, being able to watch Hamilton from your couch for less than 20 bucks and then maybe watching The Little Mermaid and watching a goofy movie and then in like four days from now watching Beyonce's Black is King, which is coming out. I mean, that's worth $20. <laughs> and uh, I think a lot of people know that. And so they either already had Disney Plus or they signed up for it so they could watch Hamilton. This alone has been fantastic, I think, because so many people that would not have access to this piece are getting access to this piece. And that's a win for me as an artist, as a former theater major. That's a win for me is that so many people that would not have access to musicals get access to one of the most hyped, most talked about, um, extremely unique musicals that has ever existed. That is a win. Now, I had the privilege of seeing Hamilton here in New York City um, when tickets were $80, and I was pissed that it was an $80 ticket. Uh, I saw the leads, all of the original cast members, and it blew me away. It blew me away. Yes, I understand that it's the history of our founding fathers and that it is, you know, <laughs> not the most historically accurate situation. I am not a diehard George Washington fan. I'm not a diehard Alexander Hamilton fan, but I was blown away. And I was blown away for a number of reasons. One, I kind of knew what I was going to, but I didn't. And honestly, I think that that's true for many people that experience it. Unless you're one of the people that was listening to the soundtrack way before you went, which I'm, I'm not. I like to do things in order. I don't like spoilers. So there was no way I was going to listen to a soundtrack for a musical I had not seen yet. But um, I sat down and was so overwhelmed because I just could not believe that this guy and all of these people up on stage, this guy being Lin-Manuel Miranda, who's playing Hamilton, who created and wrote everything, right, was going to rap for two hours and 40 minutes. I couldn't believe that. And it did not matter to me in the moment if the rapping done by Lin-Manuel Miranda was good or bad. It just mattered to me that, wait a minute, 
this person has figured out how to make an entire two hours and 40 minutes of history that's pretty accurate rhyme is that what you're telling me he's going to make it rhyme for three hours that alone is a reason to watch Hamilton if you care nothing about anything else just sit down and watch someone make everything rhyme for three hours and tell you the story of Alexander Hamilton at the same time it's wild it feels impossible, and yet it is not, because that's what Lin-Manuel Miranda did. I was also blown away by the talent. So again, I don't think Lin-Manuel Miranda's the best rapper, and I have heard that since he left the show as Hamilton and others have taken over, others that are more skilled rappers, his part is even more dynamic because um, it's not only Lynn's amazing words, but it's done by someone who is more of the genre than he is. Um, but, but make no mistake, Lynn had to be the first Hamilton because this is his brainchild. It doesn't matter if he's the best rapper or not because no one but him could have written these words, I don't think. But the rest of the talent on the stage, everybody came to play right? Everybody on that stage knew that they were doing something different, that they were doing something special, that they were doing something few people could do, and that they could flex while doing it. And that, watching other creatives flex, watching other creatives know that they're doing something special that very few people can do, and that they're kicking ass at it, that, you can feel that energy. You can feel it. And when I was in that room, you could feel it. It was dripping all over the place. It was all over the walls. These people knew they were doing something special. They knew they were giving us an experience we had had not had before. And there's something about that. There's something about that as, as a creative that just, that's what I want. I want to one day feel like, I am connecting with people and providing <laughs> something that is out of this world and that they almost can't believe it's happening. So awesome. I think I will have to become a rock star in order to do that. I don't know that I can do that as a writer or a podcaster per se because it's not live and with you. I'm not with you right now. When If you read a book that I write um, at any point, I won't be with you necessarily, but Man, if I ever get on a stage, that's what I want. What also blew me away is very obvious is that the entire stage was full of black and brown people. And, you know, that was part of the flex, too, because you've got all of these people up there that are triple threats. You have to be a triple threat to be in musical theater, certainly to be on Broadway. Um, you have to be able to sing, dance and act. But these people were going further than that. They were also rapping. Quadruple threat, is that a thing? To sing, to dance, to rap, and to act? Um, and that was part of the like, holy shit, there are even fewer people that can do this. When I first came to New York City, I was 18, 17. Um, going to be a freshman in college, thought I was going to be, you know, on 
Broadway, uh, not necessarily a musical theater person, but definitely in plays and an actor. And I remember just sort of being in awe of people on stage when I would go see plays. And, you know, I was in awe of the memorization that it took. I was in awe that these people did these shows eight times a week, that they were able to play to the back of the house. Do you know what I mean? So it's big and larger than life so that the people sitting in the back row understand the emotion that's going on on stage, understand the pain or the happiness or the, or the joy or the sadness that's happening, even from where they're sitting, if, if they're really far away. I was just in awe of all of that sort of thing. But nothing changed my life like seeing Rent for the first time. When I saw Rent for the first time, that's when it clicked to me that art could change how you see the world, change what you think is possible, change how you feel in a profound way, not just in the moment, oh, that made me laugh and, you know, I thought it was funny. I, 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 it changed how I felt this afternoon for a moment. I mean, change how you feel about life. And I have to say, when I saw Rent for the first time and I felt transported and I felt like my life was changing forever, it wasn't necessarily based on the story that was happening. It was based on my awareness that people were on stage doing this, right? I was a creative person. I wanted to be an actor. I was trying to do what these people were doing. And they gave me the best example, the most emotional example um, of that reality right in front of my face. And so for Hamilton, that's not necessarily going to happen for everyone. And certainly it's harder to do on a screen, but it will grab some people in the same way that Rent grabbed me. It will grab some people in the, in the same way that people's like first real musical grabs them. There are future artists that are watching this show this week and they're not necessarily worried about the historical accuracy. They are getting proof of concept that who they want to be can happen, that the type of art they want to create can happen, that rhyming for three hours can happen, that that type of artistry exists. Do you know what I mean? The last thing I want to say about Hamilton is that it being accessible to everyone who, you know, gets Disney Plus for like $13 um, has started conversations that are so important. We need to be talking about art more. We need to be talking about the stories that are being told more. We need to be talking about the people on stage, behind stage, the writers, the dancers, the rappers, the history that they're telling, the way that they're telling it, the way things are being presented or not presented, what could be better, what was perfect and shouldn't change, what is terrible and should never happen again. Art is supposed to start conversations, I think. And what's fantastic about this is no matter how you feel about the show, if you're willing to engage in a conversation, then we win. 
if you decide that you're going to say it's trash and, you know, tweet it out and then say, don't at me, I don't know that you care about art at all. (laughs) But if, if you have feelings about it and want to discuss it, if you've seen it, have feelings about it and want to discuss it, I think that's fantastic. Um, I'm, I'm really excited that we're spending the 4th of July weekend having a conversation about an incredibly unique piece of art. I think that's important. And if you find yourself caught up in a conversation about, well, this shouldn't happen and that history is bullshit and this, that, and the other, absolutely. But bring the conversation back to the people on stage, the artistry, the talent that it takes to write that, to perform it eight times a week for three hours, the blood, sweat, and tears, the memorization. You really, really have to be in tune with your instrument as an artist to be able to participate in something that intense. Like I said, as the writer, as as one of the dancers, as a person with three lines, as a person with half the lines. You really have to be in tune with your instrument. And that's incredible. And I want to celebrate those people and not forget that they are the reason that we can even talk about this stuff. And almost all of them are of color. That's fantastic. All right, that's our show this week. You can find us on Instagram or Twitter at creative, the number four EVR. If you would like to donate to me and this show, that would be greatly appreciated. I will put the link in the show notes. Would love if you'd buy me a couple of donuts. Finally, I will say Black Lives Matter, Trans Lives Matter, and arrest the cops that killed Breonna Taylor. Don't forget to be creative this week, even if you just think about it. Later.